This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to fanfic writers and other readers about all aspects of the world of fanfiction. Uh, I am interested in a lot of things, like, including um, ABO, and I kind of delve into the non-con sometimes, and I'm curious about all aspects of that, and I'm assuming if you're here and listening, you are as well. Uh, with that being said, uh, just remember, this is an 18 plus podcast, so we're not going to be really gentle with any conversation here. <laughs> uh, my name is Ren, and I'm your host. And I absolutely love when Ben Solo gives good head in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and today I am here <laughs> with my guest. And uh, instead of me kind of explaining everything for you, I'm going to let her do it herself so uh go ahead and say who you are and what you do if you're okay with talking about what you do outside of fan fiction i know some authors like to be a little um private but whatever you're open to sharing yeah okay so hi i'm arzu uh i am a fellow host on this network um i am a writer both fan fiction and otherwise um both you know entertainment stuff and original fiction I write on AO3 under a spark of hope with an underscore in between every word. Um, and yeah, basically all, all I do is write the line between fun and work has blurred, but not, not in a bad way. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's I, Yeah. So to anyone listening, um, this is a friend of mine. Uh, so um, <laughs> it's cheating a little bit. I wanted to start with someone that I know to sort of help me with my nerves here. So I, of course, am aware that you do writing. And I only recently discovered that you do fan fiction. So uh, yes. I think that's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I've been kind of quiet about it because I, I somehow had convinced myself that talking publicly about fan fiction was going to ruin professional writing prospects. Uh, um, okay. And then, you know, I think we've all seen over the last year that that is actually not the case right. at all. So so I, I've been a little more open about it. But I think just because of the internet presence I set up for myself, I didn't want to suddenly start throwing fic updates out there. But right. I do I do write fan fiction. I'm not ashamed of the things I've written. So quite, quite yeah. proud of them. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I... I only recently got into the conversation of fan fiction on Twitter because of my shop. Uh, I started implementing merchandise inspired by fix that I love. And then I just realized that, oh, there's a, there's a lot of people talking about this on Twitter. Um, and just all these conversations come up, you know, like we've talked about it before in yeah. DMs and I've talked in DMs with other people too. We're all just, we're all just horny, man. And so <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's this whole aspect of fan fiction that I am just, like it, it, I'm amazed by it. it. It's so fun. So that's why you know I started the podcast because I just want to talk about it. So, um, I well, broke the sh break the show down sort of like how Ao3 is formatted. So we've got the summary, we've got the notes, and then we got the kudos. So we're gonna start with the summary. Love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So we're gonna start with the summary, and uh, here we're just gonna sort of just talk about um, fan fiction and what you do. Uh, it's a free form conversation, but there are some questions that, you know, just in case we want to throw around in there. So to start, how did you discover fan fiction yourself and what led you to writing it? 
So I always kind of pinpoint my fanfic discovery as like when I discovered it as an adult, because, you know, as a as a kid, like where I grew up, did not have the best Internet. Um, so I didn't have any like fan communities, whatever, to point me in the right direction, except for my cousin telling me about like some truly horrific things she had seen on fanfic.net. So I don't I don't count that as my origin. For me, it was like December 2019. Um, I had certain feelings coming out of a certain movie and didn't know where to channel them. And then this girl I met in the lobby of the movie theater was like, she had sent me a link to a Raylo fic. I am a filthy, filthy Raylo. I love it so much. Um, same, same. <laughs> she sent me the link to a fix it fic. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I wasn't really in the headspace for it at the time. It was um, diasterisms. I'm um, the, the author who wrote Landscape with a Blur of Congress. Yeah. Okay, cool. It was, it was her fic, I Kill Giants. She sent that to me because it was a fix it. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. But I'm not really in the headspace for Canonverse right now. But I saw that she was doing a Harry Potter AU. And okay. I'm like, okay, this is like, this is a little easier to take. And from yeah. there, I like made the AO3 account and just started reading it. And then I spent about almost a year venting about what I would have done differently if I had been in charge of the end of the yeah. Skywalker saga. And then another friend's like, well, you could just write that down. So that was the first fic I posted was basically taking the loose structure of episode nine and making my own changes to it. You know, not the most original yeah. concept, definitely not the most original fix it. I think right. it sticks a little too close to the content of the movie, but that kind of like sort of got those muscles working. And then from there, it, mm -hmm. it escalated from there. It's funny that you bring up fix it fix because that was one of the first uh okay so like yeah i found fanfic through star wars as well and i think it was from the force awakens because i was just like oh Rancola, i need to read more yes. but uh there were a lot of fix it fi fix going on but i didn't even think about them until after the rise of Sky or yeah uh, yeah the last one <laughs> and uh I, I couldn't read them either. Like, I didn't want to read Fix It Fix because I was like, I don't want to read something better than the movie because then I'm going to get mad that that didn't yeah. happen in the movie. And to this day, I rarely read Fix It Fix or like in in universe, uh, in canon universe fix just because I'm like, you guys are you guys are so good and you're making this so much better. And I, like, I'm still bitter about it. So yeah. I stick to my A's as well. Um, <laughs> so like I said, let's see. Yeah, so it leads me to the next question. So you obviously write Star Wars. Do you write mm -hmm. other fandoms too? or And then I guess what within the Star Wars universe is your favorite to write? So I, I've only written within Star Wars. I don't have the confidence to write in any other fandom, just in terms of what I feel somebody should bring knowledge base wise. I know that's that's me gatekeeping myself, but I don't. That's the only fandom I write for. Um, the most fix I have written like the most I've written for any one ship or a bunch of Rex and Ahsoka one shots but my favorite mm -hmm. one to write was the um I have one Boba Fett Fennec Shand fic that was like my first kind of long form fic after my Rise of Skywalker fix it that is I think one of my favorite things that I have written and it was like the second fic I wrote and now with a lot more under my belt I think I would have done it differently but that mm -hmm. said like I, I loved writing it so much that I am tempted to like revisit the sort of side universe I created for them because I was just going based off of the second season of Mando. Okay. So now that the book of Boba Fett's out, like mine doesn't really line up with official events anymore. But I don't think that matters in fanfic. Mm -hmm. So I'm 
I'm eager to to revisit them. And is there what about that ship kind of I guess draws you into wanting to write more about them? I what appealed to me about them initially was that they are two people who are older, first of all. Mm. They have had these like full lives before they met each other. And then, you know, the two of them just show up together. And I know it was just supposed to be, oh, my God, they know each other moment. But to me, like looking at them, I'm going, okay, he saved her life. And based just purely on how Grogu has grown, I'm assuming it's been about a year since Fennec was shot, like maybe maybe like several months. But either way, I'm like, he saved her. And months later, they're still working together. So there, there must be something about them beyond a mutual interest in bounty hunting or in their profession, like something is keeping them together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, like, why not romance? Because like the way they, they look at each other and have like full conversations without speaking while everything else is going on around them. I'm like, that speaks to such a deep connection between these two characters that that was the, the point that interested me. It was like, how did they get to that point where you can have a full conversation without words and kind of, work together so seamlessly mm. in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Do you write them or do you tend to write them um, like present day or do you write a lot of backstory stuff? Because it sounds like, you know, you assume that there's some history there. Do you like to write that and kind of fill in those gaps? Um, so I wrote it. The The way the fic goes is it's concurrent with the, the Mandalorian timeline. So it started okay. with him finding her. And then it ended um, shortly after they took the throne from mm. Bib Fortuna. And okay. then I did like a cutesy little honeymoon epilogue for them after that. But that's neither here nor there. But um, with Boba, like we do have a fairly good idea of what his life was like. So I don't touch on his backstory. But I did give Fennec a backstory all kind of condensed into one chapter where like the the trauma of her past is kind of catching up to her. Mm-hmm. until And then Boba just kind of brings everything to a halt. And he's like, okay, you need to tell me what's going on. And then within that one chapter, she just kind of lays it all out for him. So I'm not saying that my idea is the best idea, although I do like it, but I do. that is one of the things I wish we had gotten in the book of Boba Fett is just kind of what makes Fennec Shand who she is. Right. Yeah. And that, that definitely, and that's one thing I love about fan fiction is that whatever, whatever we're not given writers are just like, here, I got you. I'm like, you know, they just give <laughs> exactly. it to us. And I, and I, it is things think about too and i'm just like wow this is this is so good like one of my favorite uh <laughs> one of my favorite things about the star wars uh fanfic especially the, the sequels is that mataka is in almost all of them <laughs> and they're like we don't know anything about this poor little boy and yet he's in like most of them and i'm like i wonder if he knows how many fanfics he's in how many kids he's had with phasma like it's just so fun <laughs> to fill in this like backstory of this little this one this one little guy that you see <laughs> i was watching the force awakens um over the weekend and mataka shows up and i just like lit up i just sat up straight <laughs> yeah. like, he's here he's He's here. He's always like the cutest little house husband in the fix that I've read. And I'm like, oh, this guy. I'm like, if anybody <laughs> in the evil First Order crew is going to crack, it's always Mitaka. Just- <laughs> yeah. Um, so are there any um, uh, fix that you read 
that are more in line with the genre that you either write or that you want to write like are there like <laughs> i guess what i'm saying is it sounds like you and i could be wrong it sounds like you write a lot of fluff and and stuff do you write explicit or mature and if so like what aspects of that um i guess rating on ao3 like do you like to draw from if that makes sense it's funny. Most of my fics are actually explored or M-rated. Um, really? Yeah. There, there's a lot of fluff in them. Okay. I am a very cuddly romantic person, but I at least like to think so. But um, there, there's a lot of explicit content in the fic okay. I write because yeah. to me, you know, there, I love a good P with P. Love it so much. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I like about writing more explicit content is it's always a good moment for the characters to connect at a point where they are extremely vulnerable. Like okay. literally no clothes on vulnerable. So yeah. that's that's what I like about it. And sometimes, yes, it is gratuitous because I just want to see these characters fuck. Like yeah. that's just, it is what it is. But then, but then like sometimes it's more about like them, you know, in the moment or like where are they at or what are they hiding by just mm-hmm. like distracting with sex. So like, the thing I kind of veer into the most that I both like to read and write is like the hurt comfort tag. Okay. Because yeah. like I like my favorite kind of stories to read are always when people have that that struggle, that trauma, that damage or whatever. And it's not about like nobody's gonna love you if you don't love yourself. Like, no, I don't believe that in real life. I don't like that in fiction. It's like growing and healing and all that can happen with with somebody else and you don't have to be perfect for somebody else to love you right so that that's what appeals to me about that um do you uh i I guess is there is there an aspect of fanfic in terms of like those tags like you know like hurt comfort um is there something in there that you maybe would want to write Uh, have you have you dabbled in anything else i guess is what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) um tag wise i don't know like i'm always kind of like the the last fic i wrote which was an extremely lengthy high republic era fic that is so far from canon as to be almost laughable Mm -hmm. was the the first one that kind of touched on themes of like healing from past trauma and past emotional abuse um Mm -hmm. so that's the closest i've ever gotten to a tag that i don't generally write Okay. And that just kind of came up organically through the story. Like, you know, the characters evolve as you're writing them. And then you realize right. that that was the backstory of, of the female lead and where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked being able to push myself, like, in terms of a new a new tag, a new sort of plot point that I hadn't written before. But with, with a lot of the more, I guess, intense tags, um, when it's done well, it's done really well. And when it's done poorly, it's just like nails on a chalkboard right and i'm always worried about about crossing that Mm -hmm. that line so as a reader then let's kind of dive into that more um are there are there certain topics that you are more drawn to as a reader and then are there some where you're just like i'll never read that for one reason or another uh most things what draws me to a fic usually is the ship, like whoever it's about. Okay. Um, I tend to prefer, prefer like teen and up rating wise. Um, okay. The, the couple of hard no's for me, like this is just my, my taste is mostly um, like 
non-con just mm-hmm. because it's, it doesn't appeal to me. And ABO, like, I love the premises of so many of these fics, mm-hmm. but I, I have not, in my experience, found one done in a way that I like. So if anybody has Rex, please drop them because usually it'll be like good plot, good plot, good plot. And it just kind of goes off the rails in a not fun way when yeah. the ABO stuff is done. Like, I think that's just one of those things that's like hard to do. I'm mm-hmm. not, so I guess I shouldn't call that a hard no. I'm not opposed to it. I just have not seen one done in a way that I have enjoyed. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I've read a lot of, from both of those, both in Ancon and ABO, just because I'm fascinated about like what kind of space are you in to write especially like non-con like where does Mm -hmm. that come from and I'm really curious to talk about that with someone else who who writes that but like yeah you know because yeah it is it's a it's a lot to read and 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 like you know deep down you know it's like okay they're not real people but it's like the people who write them it's like well where where is this coming from (laughs) yeah um and, like and du- what- Dubcon is different because that yes. one like will usually wind up the the dubiousness of it gets addressed in story, right? So that that is different. Like that I have read before, mm-hmm. and probably will continue to do so. But yeah, yeah. And I've read some good ABO. Uh, I just yeah, I, I guess good is subjective because yeah, it's, if you're not really into certain aspects of it, it could. But I've had some come up where it's like yeah, really good plot. And the ABO's in there, but I'm just like, okay, yeah, it, it doesn't like take away from what I'm reading. So, um, if I, I mean, I will, I will take those recs if you're willing yeah, to share them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it, it's where I find the problem is where the ABO stuff kicks in, it yeah. loses the plot. Right. And I'm like, I don't see how these two can't coexist. I'm sure they can. It just hasn't in the, in yeah. the fixed scene. It's almost like two different stories right. braided together. Yeah. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, do you have, I guess, going back to being, uh, to to the writing aspect of it, um, do you consider, like, your your ship that you write about, or, or, sorry, do you also write Raylo or no? Is it, or is it just when I, I love reading Raylo. Okay. It is done so well by so many people. I'm intimidated. Okay. I have an okay. idea for a Raylo <laughs> fic, and I really, okay. really do want to write it, but I'm so intimidated by just the sheer amount of talent out there. Yeah, I'm too scared to write. You it. should do it. I mean, like every so I'm I'm only involved in a certain small part of the Raylo fanfic community, um, but everyone that I've interacted with has been super like respectful of each other, and it's a it's a they're and it's probably because Raylo gets such a bad rap that they kind of got to stick together, <laughs> and it's so vanilla too. I'm like, this is not like. This is not the moral panic-inducing thing you think it is. But... Yeah, I mean, people yeah. love soft Raylo, so like, there's probably there there's probably going to be people that'll enjoy it. Uh, I think you should do it. I think you should explore yeah. that explore that space. Um, so I guess yeah. So you mostly just write, I, I guess, High Republic and um, Clone. Kind of a lot of clones. 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 Okay, let's well, talk about mostly... clones. Because okay. <laughs> I mostly... yeah. God. <laughs> No, go go for it. I was gonna say because you know I love the clones, and so oh, yeah. I I've only recently gotten a lot of like smutty horny stuff about clones, 
uh, from Hannah and Jess. Yes. <laughs> I've I've gotten the artworks and, and I'm like, my, oh. They're my sources too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So uh clones clone smut, do you, who do you write who do you write in the clones? Um so I have like Rex and Ahsoka and that's separate. Okay. But I have okay. um a little three parter with Echo and an OC that I love. Okay. And they're getting they're getting a sequel later. I like that I have all of this scheduled out like it's my job, but um, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But like, I just love Echo. I think he's such a sweetie. He's like part, like both stern and like sweet. And yeah, he just really needs a hug. And so, yeah, like he was my focal point when I was watching The Bad Batch. Um, okay. was just like watching everything through Echo's eyes. And then um, loosely got a concept for Crosshair down the line. We'll see how that goes. But um because I love a broody boy. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you, I'm sure you understand this. Yeah. But absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. There's, I read a lot of clone fic too. Like a lot of it, both read and write. Cause who do you read? Wolf. (laughs) Okay. Like fair. Listen, (laughs) he's hot. He's hot. He's got the Dom vibes in a way that none of the others do. And I can't quite put my finger on why that is, but I read so much wolf. Okay. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. I, um, I haven't dove into fanfic for, for clones, but I've gotten the, the (laughs) very amazing, uh, sex, art uh, from uh, about crosshair because crosshair is my favorite um and so whenever someone sends me just like pure just like porn of them like fucking somebody i'm like yes thank you honestly <laughs> but- <laughs> so many talented artists out there it's really doing the work uh, yeah they're really they're filling that void for me because there's something about that about crosshair and i i love them so much and actually you know what? i did read a crosshair fic and it was really good i think it was a um salt like you x crosshair so i was like i was okay. the character and i was like yes this is what i need because i love crosshair so much <laughs> um, <laughs> do you do you write uh is your is your bad not bad match is your clone um fic also like super just e-rated as well yeah they're all they're all m to e-rated i think i've only got like three fics in in my list that are teen or general okay and do you tend m rated and up do you tend to keep your characters like the characters in character or do you have them uh i guess what am i trying to ask because they're like sometimes when you're reading a fic and you're like oh um like Ben Solo in in Fix is like the soft boy, but he yeah. also like is like Daddy Dom. I will fuck you down. Do you yes. <laughs> do you yes. do that? Yeah, so good. Do you <laughs> do you write your your characters in, in those ways too, or do you tend to keep them like how they are portrayed in the media that they're from? Um. So a lot of what I write, actually everything I've written now that I think about it, is canon verse. Um, okay. Except for that higher public one, which is technically canon verse in that I use the word Jedi, but it is like, it is so far removed. But um, yeah, I try to keep them sort of in line, both with how they are on screen and like how I perceive them. Like thinking about the Boba Fennec fic, they start off, what we didn't actually know all that much about them beyond, especially them as like middle-aged to late middle-aged adults. 
we didn't have a ton of that in canon. So I felt a little freer to kind of play with who they are. So they are a lot more like they a lot more, I guess, emotionally open than I think okay. we've seen on screen. I don't think that means they can't be right emotionally open like in canon, but it's definitely more more emotionally honest than I think we've seen them on screen. But that's just because if I kept them to the sort of very clipped warrior way that they are mm-hmm. on screen, like you can't really go anywhere with that. Yeah. And I know like with Boba, a lot of the tendency is to veer like very stern clipped dom which like don't get me wrong i have read those and i have enjoyed them oh listen but i I have never thought of that and now i'm thinking of that because that makes so much sense to me now that you said that yeah like listen it's not wrong i don't dislike it i actually quite enjoy it but i know for for me i couldn't sustain that beyond beyond a chapter or two that's fair yeah that's okay so what you're saying is that you so in your in canon verse, they're 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 pretty much, I guess, coasting on who they are, but with some exceptions. Whereas like you're not writing like AU where or Boba is is the Dom character the whole time. Yeah, like gotcha. Yeah, okay. I'm just kind of I let them. I would I'd like to think that within each story, like especially the longer form ones, they are true to who they are in that story, whether or not that lines up with with canon is another story entirely like the the high republic one i wrote is a martian row oc fic it is longer than the second two lord of the rings books it's just it's (laughs) so much not combined just individually it is such a long fic but while he is nothing like who he is in the books like he is emotionally internally characterized consistent within that fic okay interesting yeah that's it just escalated about yeah. five chapters in. It just became something else. I'm like, you know what? We're going to roll with it. So, <laughs> um, so touching back on um, like your ratings, like what you tend to write M, M and E. Um, is there a reason why you choose to stick with those two? Ha- have you ever thought about writing like a, like a, just like a soft little teen rated one shot at all or no? The, I, I've done a couple as like as like gifts for friends, just because okay. that felt more appropriate to the story I was telling. Um, the Raylo one I have in mind, it's Raylo. It could very easily be like a hard E, but mm-hmm. it feels more like like a T-rated story. So when I do okay. eventually write that, that's probably where it's going to end up. Okay. Oh, I love that. I want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the notes. I like started writing it. And I'm like, I'm going to be done by Christmas. This will be my Christmas gift to the five people who care. And then it just life got in the way but I'm still determined to make it happen because I do think it's a really sweet idea I'd like to think so yeah is there anything um I guess in the realm of I, I'm gonna say just quote unquote like taboo because I I don't consider things to be taboo in fan fiction but if you're not in the fan fiction community you would see it that way sometimes but is there anything in the realm of I guess like taboo that you that you are that you would have thought about writing before at all um I think I hadn't thought like I hadn't given it serious thought, but I I know that actually I had a little bit, but I know with my high Republic fic, like it does border on one of the characters, like having undergone emotional abuse and it could, it could have spiraled into other kinds of uh, abuse, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I made the decision to not, to not do that because it didn't seem like, like it works the way it is and I thought to add that in would just be to 
alienate potential people who, you know, very rightly don't want to engage with material that could be triggering, that could be harmful to them. And I'm like, it's like for such a small point that doesn't need to be made this way, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary. Okay. But like it it was like it had somewhat come up in my notes and I'm like, it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to go there. So that that's interesting. So I never really thought about, I guess, from a reader perspective. Because I'm I'm a, I'm under the assumption that fanfic writers do have time like not like timelines but like I guess outlines of the stuff that they write especially longer longer fix. Um, I never really thought about the fact that things could be added in and then there you guys are just like no let me just take that out. <laughs> I mean it may, it does make sense from a writing perspective that that's how it would go, but I've read so much like <laughs> dirty stuff where I'm like ah oh, you guys just keep it all in because you want us all to read it. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if there's other like things that people just like haven't included. <laughs> if I like if if it's a one shot or a two shot that I've written, I have not outlined it. Like I have a okay. I have a one word premise. And like, I'm just going with that. Um, even the Echo one that I wrote, the Echo OC one, which is three chapters. Yeah. I had a very loose idea of like, we're going to get from point A to point B and we'll just see how long it takes to get there. Um, and it very easily could have been one very long one shot and I just broke it up into three parts. But mm-hmm. for the longer fix, like the Boba and Fennec one, for the Higher Public one, even for the, actually the Rise of Skywalker one was was different because the movie outlined it for me. So I didn't really need to. Right. But um, like for, for the longer fix that I've written, like those I do outline just with like loose plot points like at some point i want to do this and at some point we should do this and then the the lines kind of color themselves in as we go oh okay like i joke that both of those were supposed to be five chapter p with p's and then they they escalated into a 26 and 52 chapter fic respectively wow so <laughs> it just kind of ballooned out of my 52. control like, I guess we're 52 chapters 266 000 words it was it's long it is a commitment that is that's i don't think i've ever you know what chapter counts are so intimidating to me sometimes like because i like ones that are just like slash question mark i'm like oh no like i don't want to me out i know and then it's like if i get invested i feel like i always get invested and sometimes the author like drops the fic and i'm like no or like it just takes so long and i know i'm not criticizing authors at all you guys are amazing but from a reader perspective when i see that high chapter count i'm like i'm either in for some shit i'm gonna cry or like like, this is gonna get abandoned like you know as a reader when you get invested in those like super long ones you're just like hoping beyond hope that they get finished so like i'm impressed at 52 chapters man i (laughs) that's 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 amazing um i guess yeah i I guess now i want to kind of talk about your your writing process then now that we're talking about that um you so you have you you mentioned that you have sort of just like general ideas and then the lines kind of fill themselves in do you do you ever go in with like this is going to be 52 chapters or do you just write and then it just became 52 chapters yeah i never i never go in with a set chapter count um okay i'm i will always up it as i go i try to give people like a rough idea of where it's going to end but like the high republic one i think i had set at 13 chapters the boba and fennec one i had set at eight when i started so that obviously didn't pan out um the way it kind of winds up happening is i have like the major plot beats i want to hit and i usually will know the ending before i start so it's just a question of getting to the end but then like things you know 
things develop with the character. Like there's an right. avenue you want to explore or like knowing that to wrap it up now would be to cheat them of this like emotional resolution or like, you know, with the, with the high Republic one, like the main character gets pregnant halfway through and I'm like, okay, well, I want to see this through to the end. I'm not just going to leave her hanging. So I'm like, okay, now I've just locked myself in for nine months worth of story. <laughs> so, and I did make huge time jumps, but I still had to kind of, had to kind of see that, see that through. So I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> right, again, do you, do you um, post on a schedule? Cause I know like some authors do post on like a weekly, like they have a set day or a chapters update, you know, uh yeah. this day um but most of the time i i've noticed that authors don't have like their chapters ready to go they kind of just write and post I, I i guess they write as they go and then post as at the same time if that makes sense are you yeah. more of like a post on a schedule do you like to do that or do you just here's the chapter i made it yesterday <laughs> upload <laughs> i liked to try to post on a schedule especially with the with the high republic one um i yeah. tried to post like monday mornings generally i like to post things on monday morning i don't know why um if, whether it's a one shot or a new chapter or something mm -hmm. um obviously you know real real life gets in the way sometimes the chapter's not ready sometimes like i don't know i just couldn't couldn't get to it um with the echo one i had the whole thing written before i started posting it so mm -hmm. i just posted it for three weeks on fridays like to go with the bad batch oh just because i thought that I was cute that. um it's not yeah. like i was publicizing it anywhere <laughs> at the time so nobody knew but oh <laughs> i mean, I mean for I get season it. <laughs> two maybe i'll have the other one ready to go for season two and i'll just post that on on bad batch wednesdays or whatever yeah. but but yeah i try to keep to a schedule just for myself um, because I know if I don't, I'll kind of get lost in that. And like I said, off the top, like the line between work and fun has kind of blurred in terms of writing. So I know if I don't keep to a schedule, like I'll just do this and I won't do the other writing I'm supposed to do. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I try, that... I guess, is where I'm going with it. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I always love when I see like in the little blurb at the top where it's like this this fix already been written i'm just uploading it and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> oh, those are the best like, I yes know. i can commit yes, I exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly like unless it's an author i know who is like constantly posting and constantly updating like i worry about getting invested in like mm -hmm. works that aren't finished yeah because i have i have been burned before where i've been like invested yep. and it just hasn't happened and again like no no shade to the authors like I know real life yeah, gets exactly. in the way exactly. I know sometimes yeah. you just don't have it in you to finish totally cool but I would just like to like for my own investment sake I would just like right. to know so <laughs> yeah exactly um do you have any actually you know we're uh just for listener's sake we've moved into the notes section now this is just more like the free form discussion so uh if you haven't noticed <laughs> do you have any uh like whips that you have like are you working on things right now so i've got a couple that are in the like outlining stage um mm -hmm. i have a spin-off from my high republic one because i had set up like a secondary romance in there that kind of like you know it ends well in the epilogue but otherwise like you don't know how they got there so I'm loosely outlining that it's Stellan Geos and another original character. Okay. Um, and then loosely trying to figure out how to write a sequel for Boba and Fennec that doesn't totally disregard the book of Boba Fett, but doesn't disregard what I've written either. Then the echo one that I mentioned um, a sequel, which loosely, loosely ties into our friend Hannah has a, mm -hmm. has a bad batch fic and it's like the same quote unquote, 
fic universe, I guess. Hannah writes fan fiction? How did I not know this? Hannah does write fan fiction. Oh my goodness. And okay, it's well. Really good. <laughs> I know who I want to talk to now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's a bad batch fic. It's on hiatus now until season two. It's like concurrent with the show, but there's an original character in it. It's so good. It's oh so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. So definitely check that out. And then that's where the Echo one and then the eventual Crosshair one down the line are both set in the same universe. Okay. Loosely. Um, and yeah. So there's those. And then the Raylo idea that I'm that I'm getting increasingly attached to. So I think I might do that one before I do anything else. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be just a cute little. And when you, when you write it, just share it and I'll post it. That's fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think at this point, like, I'm not hiding it anymore i've posted right. the link to like the boba and fennec one publicly on my twitter a couple times and mm-hmm. like it's not i think it's like more getting over my own stigma of right. people like i don't know what it is some internalized fear of people like seeing me and then they go to my profile and they're like oh my god she writes smut and then worse like oh my god she doesn't write good smut like <laughs> i don't know which one i think would be worse i don't think it's bad but you know, right else might so do you uh, oh man yeah no it's I, I totally get it and that's why I know that there are some authors that like to kind of remain anonymous because they're I mean either for one reason or another like they work in high profile jobs or what have you um, and, or they just like don't want people to know and I totally get it but I'm I'm so thankful that people like to share it especially on Twitter I just discovered that text fix are on Twitter I don't know why I didn't think that they like I, I thought they were I thought they were just like you know, they were uploaded to AO3 using like the iPhone chat, you know, layout yeah. thing. I didn't know people were legitimately posting them on Twitter. I feel so old because I'm like, there's so many text pics that I could be reading right now. <laughs> I was reading this Raylo text pic that I was so invested in. I would like refresh the author's profile constantly waiting for the next update. And it like stopped updating about a year ago, oh, halfway no. through. And like, I understand her life got in the way. I get it. At least it like had, you know, an ambiguous ending. So it didn't mm-hmm. leave off on like a cliff. It left off on something of a cliffhanger, but like in the way that, you know, they're going to take care of it and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But, oh my God, I think about that fic constantly. <laughs> At the time of recording, uh, the Raylo Twitter, Raylo fanfic Twitter, shall I, shall I specify? They're doing a uh, spirit week right now. So I guess the theme is fake, uh, fake dating. So there are a lot of really good text fix going on right now, revolving around the fake dating trope and, and on AO3 too. And so I'm just like drowning in text fix. I'm like, Oh, people are posting texts. That's so cool. I don't have to leave my app, leave the app to go read anything. Just scroll my timeline. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so uh, good. It's, it's just so a little pic just right there in the middle of your yeah, timeline. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing for 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. And then they're updating um like every day. So um do you have uh, or are there any like common misconceptions about uh, a fanfic writer like what do you think they are because because as a reader i know that uh i feel like it's a little bit i feel like it's a little bit more lenient when you're a reader right because fanfics are getting published in the actual books now and so it's like mm-hmm. cool now i can just go buy the book and it's not if you're just reading a romance novel essentially but yeah. i feel like i feel like as a writer and about fanfic in general there there are probably like all of these misconceptions are like 
um, stigmas that come along with writing. Uh, do you, do you ha, are there any that you've seen or any or any that you feel are kind of like that you kind of like want to debate about? Because I'm curious about it because I'm not a writer, so I don't really know if you guys get more drama <laughs> at, headed like your guys's way. I, <laughs> that, like I don't. Other than like friends of mine who I know also write thick, like I don't get into like the larger community of it just because like you know it's a question of time right but at least right. I do have people to talk about it with but I do find there is a bit of a stigma that like people outside of fandom have like mm. if I tell people I'm writing a novel they're like that's cool if I tell people I'm writing a 260,000 word Martian Rowe fanfic suddenly I get funny looks Interesting. and I'm like if I told you I was writing a sci-fi romance you would not have questioned me but right yeah. I think it's a I think it's like a, a holdover from that like early 2000s like kind of sexist idea of like fanfic being like oh you know like damsel in distress with like an unrealistic Fabio werewolf like mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I don't even I don't even know what that image is but um like you know this sort of like a silly thing that silly people do and it's right. not serious and it's not real writing and it's all like poorly written pornography Mm -hmm. with no substance like I think that unfortunately in the larger public consciousness still has a hold on people so that that is the biggest I guess misconception that I have had to deal with okay and like like, people don't like it just in my real life and like people don't get when I'm like first of all it's writing practice second of all like Mm -hmm. I just enjoy it like I think it's fun to to play with these characters that I don't own that I'm never going to own but I get to like you know, like like I like a grown up version of never having quite grown out of my Barbie dolls. Like that's what it is. I get I get to tell this story, but it's not like hurting anybody. It's just for fun. So yeah, yeah. I never really thought about it from that perspective, where it's like you know, yeah, like you're saying, if I was telling you it's a sci fi romance, you'd be like, oh, cool. But like, yeah, it, that is wild. Because because yeah, like I was saying, fan fiction is getting published now. Like you're seeing things in Barnes and Noble and mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And, and honestly, if you really just like zoom zoom out on the lens here of books, almost all of it's fan fiction. I just don't yeah. think I just don't think we realize that. Well, like <laughs> you know? how many romance novels are like a very thinly veiled Pride and Prejudice? Or right? yeah, like, yeah, Beauty and the Beast retellings and like all that stuff. Yeah, Cinderella exactly. retellings. Yeah, like, it's all fan fiction. It's all fan fiction that's that's true i i I just think when it i I guess where the issue is or issue in quotes not for me but with other people is i guess when you're so when it comes down to being invested in a fandom where it's like and as star wars fans like we are (laughs) i feel like we get the most shit right because we're like we love kylo ren and we love ray we just want to see the fuck guys like that's all we want (laughs) like it's not it's not rocket science it's not a crime like they just have good chemistry and they should probably kiss and then probably later fuck like it's not the end of the world and it's not like we got that on screen and unless some big changes happen we're never going to get it so correct (laughs) if we would like to see them as you know a professor and a phd candidate in an au lab setting that's not a problem right right yeah (laughs) that's 
nailed that one on the head, especially because I love that trope in general. Oh, so good. <laughs> I give me professor. Yep. Give me that. That's great. You know, that's another good question to have. What's your favorite like AU, like, um, I guess, theme? Because like, so my, my big ones right now are um, like punk rocker, uh, Kylo, and either like good good girl ray or i like it's a long way to the top i will yell about that fanfic forever but uh they're both in the same band so like they're both musicians um i've been loving uh yeah student teacher <laughs> that's like a taboo yeah. thing that i feel like everyone's been horny about since the dawn of time so yeah like if you you can't so you can't tell me you didn't watch uh indiana jones and also right on your and have, like, about. <laughs> yeah listen my third year english prof was he was he was fine like i yeah. sat up front on purpose because exactly yeah so yeah it's a a good teacher yeah it's a good one it's a good one it's it's easy it's simple it's something that almost everyone's fantasized about even if you're a male you've you've obviously had that one teacher where you're like oh yes give me put me on the desk let me put you on the desk whatever (laughs) this is gonna happen um what are some of yours that you've been enjoying or like that you'd like to read other than um other than student teacher um the ones i really like are the like I, I don't know how to put this like they are acquaintances like they have mutual friends it's usually Poe and Finn who are the mutual friends and they like don't get along but then they they need each other for something so like dating for convenience or okay, yeah, yeah. I really like um I'm just really telling on myself right now but there's one where um Ben loses a bet and has to eat her out for 30 days and it's just it's incredible. I don't know because of the, because it's got like it's got the smut, but it's got that kind of like I'm slowly falling in love with this person, and I don't want to admit it to myself or them dynamic, which I absolutely love. So it, it's that dynamic in general, especially with Raylo of like this reluctantly falling for someone, yeah, kind of vibe, and like especially when it's like everybody but the two of them knows that mm-hmm. the two of them are falling in love. Yes, yes, absolutely love that yeah. dynamic i love that trope in any romance but it's done so well in Raylo because of how stubborn the two of them are yeah so. i agree i i i also love um uh not it's not Raylo, but like one of my favorite like i guess relationships within the star wars sequel trilogy fix is the the thruple of <laughs> Finn, Poe, and, and Rose, <laughs> and when like people haven't figured it out yet, and then when they do, they're like, "How does it work?" <laughs> they're like, "It works. <laughs> it works just fine." <laughs> um, I kind of haven't read any fix of them separately, but I would really love to see like a good smut scene between those three because I bet it's fantastic. Oh. Um, do you read at all? Uh, like Braylo, have you read any of those? I read one. Okay. But I think it was just luck of the draw. It wasn't particularly to my taste. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. I just, yeah. it's, it's like the ABO thing. It's just, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't I'll link one. you yeah. to a few because Please. there are some really good ones. <laughs> I'm like fascinated by this. I just haven't. And it makes perfect sense. It I just does. Haven't. It really does. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember where I was when I first, when I first heard about it 
But I was like, wait, they're writing them as two different people, but they're twins, and they're and like they're per- and it, it does make sense. Ben is soft boy, Kylo's not not soft boy, <laughs> yeah, and like Ben's the gentle lover, and Kylo's like, I'm gonna fuck you on this chair. <laughs> incredible it's incredible it's it's so good uh that's another like sort of like i guess theme that i like to read because uh there are the genres that we like so one of them that i'm reading um ben is the teacher i believe it's called sour candy i'll have to confirm that's the title but and then please um, send it to me yes ben is the teacher ray's like the horny student she wants to fuck ben and then ben's like jk i have a twin and and then so then they all enter a relationship together and it's it's so good. It's so good. Like <laughs> yeah, I need I need this. I need this. I will I, I think that's what it's called, Sour Candy. I will have to look I'll confirm and I'll send it to you. It's not it's not done yet, I think, but it's one that I'm reading. But Brelo is fascinating to me. And then there's also ones where they bring in like like Matt from SNL Matt. And so oh there's like there's triplets and you're like, huh. Oh my god. I know it's so funny there was oh man I don't know if I bookmarked this one if anyone's listening there was a Matt Ben Kylo fic where um Ray owned a farm or worked on a farm and the three boys lived up the hill in like a house thing and like the whole premise if I'm remembering this correctly is like they were they their their family tradition is that they all marry fuck date the same girl and they were waiting for the one girl who would accept all three of them and it was ray and they all like yeah it was like this whole situation where they had to figure out like who's gonna marry who's gonna have her like have the baby with her and like who's gonna be like the the boyfriend if anyone remembers what this was please send me the link because that one was really good <laughs> i would i would really like to yeah i'll have to, i'll have to do some digging and i'll send you that too but yeah i i love that i love when people write like the three, the two different aspects of Ben and Kyle, but then also Matt. <laughs> Matt. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. There's um, <laughs> another sequel trilogy thing that I love. It's not Raylo, but it's Ginger Rose. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever read Ginger Rose, but it's like Rose and Hux for those who, yeah. don't, who don't know. Which I love because it does have that like stern asshole Ray of Sunshine kind of vibe that Raylo does, but like. Mm-hmm. The inclination I find with with Kylo slash Ben is is that like he's got a lot of inner softness that is dying to come out. Yes. And it's just a question of like when it's going to come out. Whereas like Hux is like so stern and so icy and so rigid that it takes so much to like get him to crack. Yeah. So that when he does crack, it is so so satisfying there's like there's one that lives rent free in my head i think i downloaded it to my ipad so i could have it forever like it's a ballet company au with rosen hux so she's like the new dancer he's like one of the senior dancers at the company and you know telling her that like she needs more work and like if she's gonna dance the lead in this thing then she needs to be like trained and then she's like but he's kind of cute though and then they just (laughs) kind of and like he's obviously not having it because he's just so closed off. And then gradually the two of them like start a thing on the side. And then he like, you know, does start to soften up and does start to crack. And I'm like, I but it never feels untrue to Hux. It doesn't feel right. like somebody just wrote their own soft boy and decided to call him Armitage Hux. Like it 
it feels very true to who the character is. So I just, mm-hmm. I love this so, so much. And if you are interested, I will send you the link. Yes, please. Because I don't read Ginger Rose uh, again, like much like I don't read um, The Thruple. Uh, I don't read Ginger Rose on their own. They're always just in the Raylo stories that I read. Yeah. And, and sometimes the author is really nice and they'll give them their own chapter. Um, but I have not read Ginger Rose separately. And that sounds like something that I would really get into i the, i i have read uh in universe where it's like ray is ray joins the the dark side for mm-hmm. first order and kylo's like hey i think hux and i want to fuck you want to fuck ray <laughs> he's like yeah and ray's like cool let's go so it's like <laughs> it's like they're them two are like the dom of Hux. So like Hux Hux gets to get in on it, but he has to do what they say. And that's that's been an interesting sort of facet to read because I never got the impression that Hux was into Ray at all, but I like that that's what some people had gathered from uh the films and I'm happy to read it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I that's the thing is if you if you see something in the in the film that you think is like enough of a basis for fic, like roll with it yeah like the whole like the whole ginger rose ship was launched off of her biting his biting finger the finger yeah <laughs> it's not even in the movie no <laughs> and i love that and, and i think that's why i like when ginger rose is written as like rose being the super feisty like dom alpha type and hux is like he's still hux but He's also just like I love her. Like she, oh my she god, can, she can step on me, and I freaking love her. <laughs> like That's... I don't like anyone else, but I love this woman right here. <laughs> that is such a good trope when it's like I hate everybody except this person. Yeah, this is the only person I don't hate, and I would die for. But and she's mean to me right now. <laughs> she's mean to me right now, but I'm gonna wear her down, and it's just it's so good. Ah, uh, God, you fanfic writers just doing the work <laughs> um so wrapping up here we'll get to the kudos portion um where it's just sort of like ending thoughts if you if you wanted to bring up anything that maybe we touched on that you want to elaborate on you're more than welcome to uh but i also want to ask the question because this is a celebration podcast um where I, I'm going to try my best to never be negative about this aspect of the community because it's like one of my favorite places to be. But uh, what's one good thing about the fanfic world that you enjoy or like? Uh, you can go ahead and answer that and maybe touch on anything else you want to talk about. One thing I love, and I find this to be true in the Star Wars fandom more than others, and I think it might just be to do with volume. But one thing I love about the fanfic world is if there is any itch that canon is not scratching almost guaranteed there's a fic that does mm-hmm. like if you're thinking about it somebody else thought about it and it's such a open space and such an open platform that if that fic happens to not exist and you throw it up there there's maybe 10 people who who wanted that as well and didn't have the confidence to write it mm-hmm. so i just i just love that there's always something like there's always whatever you're looking for is is going to be available and just by kind of going through the the rabbit hole of it like you will find something else you love just as much like the like the ginger rose ballet fic i think i found while i was looking for something else and then that became one of my favorite stories like ever mm-hmm. so so yeah that's that's one thing i enjoy is just how much there is and how different everything is and like there is quite literally something for everyone 
that's your 100%. Yeah, I could go in and type in a random word and a fic will come up. And I'm like, great. Thank you. AO3. <laughs> um, yeah, well, did you uh, want to just touch on anything else maybe that we didn't talk about or mention, but you want to elaborate on? I think the only thing I want to say is I do want to put it out there that if you do decide to check out my writing, it is equal parts fluffy and smutty. I know I lean towards the fluff a lot when I speak. And if you know me personally, I don't seem like the overly smutty type, but I do want to sort of defend myself on the front. Yeah. Oh, I guess I kind of, yeah, that leads into the, the last bit then. Where can people find you online? So real me, you can find on Twitter at Arzu Amin and fanfic me. I am on AO3 at a spark of hope with an underscore between each word. All right, and we'll be sure to link that in the notes there. And me, you could find me on Twitter at Stitchcraft. That is, <laughs> that's my shop page. Uh, I am a business person, but I also tweet about fanfic over there because it's such a huge part of my shop now and uh, my community. Uh, I am on Instagram under the same name. You could shop at stitchcraft.com and I don't have socials for this <laughs> podcast, but I think it's just all going to be under Geeky Waffle, correct? Yes. So all of this stuff is at thegeekywaffle.com and promoed on our Twitter account, geeky underscore waffle. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking thank to you. me. <laughs> uh, I never get to talk about fanfic like this. This is great. Yay. <laughs> well, I will I will be sure to have you back because I, I, I want to at some point have like do like a dual guest situation because there are like uh topics where i'm just like someone else might have more insight into this than i do or maybe you want to know about tentacle porn i don't know i heard <laughs> someone in our community writes tentacle porn and i was like all right i'm having you on because i need to know what this means <laughs> but if, if you ever want to hop on again with the, any i will of the be back anytime you'll have me yay thank you <laughs> all right guys well thank you for listening and i will see you next episode uh i don't know how to close this so i'm just gonna say uh read porn do crime i don't know yeah. all right <laughs> bye <laughs>